0: As the wickedness increases, we know, according to the Bible, that Jesus comes soon. And the judgments of God and complete destruction of the heaven on earth by God come at the end of this time. On July 10th, 2021, I was watching the replay of a football game from the previous year on NFL Network when all of a sudden they started playing commercials, that's not unusual, but the screen they were playing was totally black and one word at a time came in the center of the screen. And it said one word at a time, like a flash, just instant bang, 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 bang. And you kind of had to be watching pretty intently to catch these words. NFL is for, and then they had several words. And then they said gays, lesbians, and a bunch more words. It's the first time I've ever seen something like this on a major network. There's a very big movement by homosexuals and lesbians and their organization to keep before the public such things as Pride Month, where they show themselves in a good light before all who will watch the programming. They had things like this recently on at least two channels that I saw. One was the History Channel and the other was Discovery. And they advertised the entire month of programming of Pride Month. And they showed this little rainbow color that they have picked out. Rainbow being something that God put in the sky in the days of Noah to remind himself not to destroy this present earth by rain as he did in the days of Noah. We know by the Bible this present earth and heaven will be destroyed by fire after the coming of Jesus, after the dead in Christ have been raised by Jesus, after the elect of God are taken off of this earth. Fire will destroy everything else. There's a very interesting scripture, Matthew 24, which says, Immediately after the tribulation of those days, shall the sun be darkened, and the moon shall not give her light, and the stars shall fall from heaven, and the powers of heaven shall be shaken. And then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven, And then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn. Why? Why would they mourn? The elect of God will rejoice because we know we're going to be taken off this earth and we will rise and go into the air and we will meet all of the dead in Christ who have been resurrected and we will be taken by Jesus to the new heaven and the new earth that is created by God, especially for the elect of God. We read about that in Revelation 21, verses 1 through 5. So the elect of God will rejoice when Jesus returns, but the world and the apostate churches won't rejoice. When they see Jesus coming through the air, they're going to mourn. Because everything they can see with their natural eye will be destroyed by God. All the things they've worked for, all the pride of man, the reputations that they've worked to build, all of the properties, all of the things that you can see with your natural eye will be destroyed by God in the fire just after Jesus returns through the air. Now, they must have to go through the Great Tribulation first. I don't know the sequence of that exactly. It looks to me like that the Great Tribulation comes, then Jesus comes, and then he removes the elect of God. But the tribes of the earth are all going to mourn, and I know the apostate churches are going to mourn because things are going to be so bad, all of a sudden they're going to wake up and realize they're in the midst of this thing. Those apostate churches that have cast away Scripture in order to approve sinners into the church without repentance, in order to approve various sins and make people feel good about themselves so that no one repents. Those are the apostate churches. And they're all over today. You just see them everywhere. They're going to be destroyed when Jesus returns. I know that because of Second Thessalonians 2, verse 8. And then shall that wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. He will destroy the apostate churches along with this present world. He comes to gather the elect of God before this world is destroyed. So the world and the television channels and the apostate churches and the people of this world are saying, hey no problem we accept you, no problem even most churches won't speak what the Bible says. The Bible says, Romans 1, verses 26, 27, For this cause God gave them up unto vile affections. For even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise also the men leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust one toward another, men with men, working that which is unseemly, and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error, which was meat. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. That is concerning homosexuals and lesbians according to the Bible, Romans chapter 1, verses 26 through 28. It all reminds me of the voice of one crying in the wilderness. For John the Baptist came prior to the first coming, coming of Jesus crying in the wilderness, saying, Prepare ye the way of the Lord, announcing Jesus is coming. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. The way of the Lord for us is shown to us in the New Testament Bible. We who are the elect of God cling to those scriptures without falling away. The apostate church falls away from Scripture. The Apostle Paul told us that Jesus could not return until the apostasy takes place in the churches. In Second Thessalonians chapter 2, start at verse 3. Paul said, Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day of the Lord shall not come except there come a falling away first. In 1982, God said to me, the falling away that Paul's speaking of here, those are not people leaving the churches. The falling away are the churches leaving the scriptures. So Paul says, starting at verse 3, Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day of the Lord shall not come, except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed the son of perdition, who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped, so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Antichrist coming into the churches. In 2017, God gave me the word restrain, restrains. I found it in the NASB in 2 Thessalonians 2. There's a scripture here in verse 6. And you know what restrains him now. So that he will be revealed in his time. For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Only he who now restrains will do so until he is removed. And I said to God, who is it that restrains Antichrist and keeps him out of the churches? And instantly I knew the answer. It's the scriptures. Jesus the Scripture's the Word of God that keeps Antichrist out of the churches. And the minute the scriptures were removed, the minute the churches fell away from Scripture, Antichrist could move in. And we have seen that big time. Proof? Which of you have ever heard it taught that the man who marries a divorced woman commits adultery? I've never heard that taught in in any church in 45 years. Why do we not hear that talk? That's what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5, verse 32. If a man marries a divorced woman, he commits adultery. Why do we not hear people being warned in churches today? Well, it's because they've fallen away from that scripture because that scripture would not be popular. Let's look at that for a minute, Matthew 5:32. Let's look at that. That's at the end of this verse 32, but let's read all of verse 32. Matthew 5:32, Jesus says, "But I say unto you that whosoever shall put away his wife divorce his wife, saving for the cause of fornication." Causes her to commit adultery, she will go out and remarry, and by remarrying, she commits adultery. But the husband who divorced the faithful wife will be the cause of her adultery. Then Jesus says, And whosoever shall marry her that is divorced committeth adultery. Have you ever heard that taught at the church? I haven't. Though I was born again in 1975 and started attending church at that time. Never once have I ever heard these words taught at any church. If you as a man marry a divorced woman, you commit adultery. There was a man in our own church group who filed divorce papers against his wife in the U.S. courts. When I found out about it, I called him and I said, has your wife been unfaithful to you? He thought, he said, no, no. And I said, well, in Matthew 5.32, Jesus says, the only reason to divorce your wife is if she's unfaithful to you. That's the only scriptural reason for you to have to divorce your wife. Look at Matthew 5.32. He apparently looked at it and he withdrew those divorce proceedings from the U.S. courts. Let's read Matthew 5.32 once again. Jesus says, But I say unto you that whosoever shall put away his wife, divorce his wife, saving for the cause of fornication, that's the only reason to divorce your wife. Whosoever shall put away his wife, saving for the cause of fornication, causeth her to commit adultery, and whosoever shall marry her that is divorced, Committeth adultery. So the man who divorces the faithful wife causes her to commit adultery when she goes out and remarries. The man who marries her commits adultery. And the man who divorced the faithful wife will be the cause of that faithful wife's adultery. But she will commit adultery upon remarriage. These scriptures have been completely removed from the church. They're still in the New Testament Bible, but the churches don't teach that. Why not? They fell away from scripture. It wouldn't be popular. I attended a museum dinner at Texas Tech University one year. They had place cards and We had seated tables, chairs, where we were seated ahead of time by someone. They put me next to a man who was wearing the largest cross around his neck that I've ever seen. It had to be at least six inches long, a wooden cross. I knew this was going to be trouble for me. I sat down beside him. He began to immediately... Tell everyone at the table that he was the former pastor at Indiana Street Baptist Church. He went on to say, Oh, we have such a problem at the church. Everybody looked at him, want to hear what the problem was. He said, We have added on to the church building three times and we still can't seat all the people who want to come to church. I spoke up and I said, Well, if you would teach what Jesus says in Matthew 5:32, that the man who marries a divorced woman commits adultery, if you would teach that, about half of those people would get up and leave you, and you wouldn't have any trouble seating the people at your church building. His mouth fell open. I fled. I wasn't going to sit by that man at a dinner. Though I'd paid for my dinner, I wasn't going to stay there. I fled. I left the table, got in my car, and went home. The churches today have become apostate because they have removed the Scripture. A church in Georgia welcomed homosexuals to come to their church. The Southern Baptist Convention reported this to CNN. I read it. They said, well, we had to withdraw association from that church because they went against our tradition. They didn't quote any scripture from the Southern Baptist Church. They just tried to make themselves look good to CNN. It's bad. It's very bad. The time we're in is very bad, but the one thing it shows us Jesus is at the threshold. All God has to tell Jesus is, Go. And then he appears through the clouds, and every eye will see him. And he gathers, he sends his angels, and they with their trumpets sound on this earth, and the elect of God, not the churches, the elect of God, are gathered to Jesus in the air to meet those resurrected from the dead who were in Christ, to be taken to the new heaven and the new earth wherein dwelleth righteousness, which is described by John in Revelation 21, verses 1 through 5, which we will read. John says, Verse 1, I saw a new heaven, I make all things new. So the end of this world comes. The day of the Lord comes when Jesus returns and gathers the elect of God to take them to the new heaven and the new earth. And what happens to this present earth? Peter tells us in 2 Peter chapter 3, start at verse 10. Peter also tells us how we are to live as we wait for Jesus. Starting at verse 10, But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night. Why as a thief in the night? Why will it seem like a thief in the night? Because when they see him in the clouds, all the earth, the tribes of the earth, will see him in the tr- clouds, And they will mourn because they know all of these accumulations that they have done to themselves will be destroyed. He will be as a thief in the night to the world and to the apostate churches, but not to the elect of God. For he is our hope to remove us from this world. Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, Wherefore, beloved, seeing that ye look for such things, be diligent, says Peter, that ye may be found of him in peace without spot and blameless. If you're concerned about anything, you're not in peace. You're not ready for the return of Jesus unless you are in peace without spot and blameless. So, if there's any concern at all in your heart, any care, any trouble about anything, you turn to God and start praying. Most of the time, God will give us a scripture to heal us from the concern. So we do what Paul says in Philippians chapter 4, verses 6. And then there's a promise of God to those who do, verse 6. Be careful for nothing, says Paul, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And after you do that, it says the peace of God which passeth all understanding will keep our minds through Christ Jesus, the Word that is given us by God. Thank you for allowing me to speak this to you today.